Hey, Brian. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To This Week, the weekly podcast where we talk about our favorite songs. Some old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by Brian Black, co-host of the Mentor Monday podcast and all-around music fan. As always, this week's episode has some great songs. And now, on Spotify, you can listen to the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. Just search for What Are You Listening To With Music. If you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Brian, what are you listening to this week? All right, Jen. So this week, I've really been uh, listening to a track by The Cribs called Be Safe. It's an interesting song. Once you hear it, there's a little bit of a juxtaposition between um, some of the background audio, which you really could say is more like the foreground audio, and the music in the background. I will admit, it's uh, we talk about some old, some new. This is an old song. This is, goes back to 2000, I think, and eight or nine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 2007 the, is this album. Oh, thank you for this. Thank you. Um, yeah. So this is, these are one of my favorite bands, the cribs and I, they have so many albums and I'm just digging into them. So I didn't love this song and um, it, it wasn't a bad song. I just was like, ah, I kind of skipped it. I don't know what it was. I saw them live in May and uh, I loved it. I was like, this song sounds so good. And it was the same. I, it, it, and it's interesting because I've never been a real live I don't go go after the live versions of songs. So anyway. Yeah, me neither. I, I love the juxtaposition between the voiceover and the song. Um, it's melancholy, but melodic. It's just, uh, it's great. It's long-ish, but I love it. I'm digging it. It's one of my favorites. So cool. Me too. And, you know, I, I had heard The Cribs. I wasn't familiar with this track either, um, but I loved it. Same thing. And you, you mentioned the spoken word piece, but who is that by? It's uh, it's uh, Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, we all love to try, try to be as you know, investigative as we can. I didn't know that it was him. And one day it hit me. I'm like, this sounds like a Sonic Youth song. And I was like, well, duh, maybe that's why. I, I read something recently. I guess they, they he came that they came to him and said, "Hey, we'd love for you to do this." He says, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to do here, but we'll give it a whirl." <laughs> and they did. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, isn't that funny? That's super cool. Like you, those collaborations that are like, where did that even come from? Yeah. How did they How did they come together like that? And and I believe that that was Lee Ronaldo's original spoken word. Like I think he wrote that for this particular song. So yeah. that's his contribution. And then I also, too, um, in digging around a little bit more about the band, I didn't realize they were brothers, that yeah. um, Gary and Ryan are twins, and then Ross is their younger brother. Of course, um, Gary, Ross, and Ryan Jarman are the British trio um, that makes up the Cribs. I was like, we kind of have like yeah. a British AJR situation, <laughs> even though they sound really different. <laughs> that's a good point. You wonder, like, you get along better than the Oasis brothers or... The 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 follow wells from uh, from Kings Only On, but yeah, yes, and they're prolific. They've they've I think they've had a couple of guitarists bounce in and out besides those kind of three at the core. But 
I, you know, you and I talked offline about this. I just, I love, there's just something about the British bands. I love them. Um, and uh, they just, like I said, they're prolific. And, and it's, I think this is their fourth album. I don't know. You, would, you might know better than I am. You already done more of the research. <laughs> well, I think, well, you know, that's, that's my job. That's my job. But I really like too. I like the, um, I, you know, I'm a lyrics gal, so I'm always like digging into lyrics and I want to understand a song and I want to get the meaning. Um, and so I, I usually do quite a bit of like looking in that area. Um, but I did love this one because it's like you said, like it's kind of this like really, um, dark comment on what's going on in society right now. Um, you know, he talks one of my favorite lines in, in the, Lee Ronaldo part is he says um, there's no preventative directive or safe approach for living we each know our own fate be safe <laughs> so you have this kind of like dark message and then the chorus of the song where the cribs sort of chime in it says I know a place we can go where you'll fall in love so hard you'll wish you were dead and I was like that's amazing you get like this sort of like stream of consciousness spoken word lyrics and then you have this like really beautiful chorus that then goes dark you know so I, I this is my recommendation when you're listening to this track for sure listen with like the lyrics on you know like read the lyrics while you're listening because I think it's so cool <laughs> it is it, it, it's such a journey because you 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 hear the, the words and you're like okay I want to get to the chorus that's such a cool part and then you realize you're like wait what is he saying between the chorus again that's kind of cool yeah it's um it is a cool journey and they did it it's a uh, pretty pretty uh, uh pretty meaty song yeah it is i agree i agree well what else are you listening to do you have a second song you've been uh you've had on repeat this week i do and this is another oldie um okay facts on this one i think this is 2004 another band that i love these guys not from the uk uh these are the wigs w-h-i-g-s these guys are from uh they they were from athens georgia and i think they live in nashville now um it's called Mission Control. I love it. It's just a, a, a kind of a fuzzy. Uh, you could almost play the the intro with a piano. Um, I, I, I I see this as a guy that's kind of just just sitting and contemplating things, and almost having a, a, a moment where he's looking at his life from above. Uh, you know, a lot of kind of space reference, Mission Control, um, yep. to his legs. Um, he's tired of where they. It's tired of where they take him. Um, it's, it's cool. And, and I love these guys too. These are another, you know, it's so funny when I talk about music, people, you know, you're like, what do you listen to lately? Uh, you know, it's just some old stuff, some real old stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's not that old. We're not kicking it back to like the fifties or sixties here. <laughs> I, I know, you're right. But I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like when these guys were cranking this album out, what was I doing? So I, uh, I just, I love don't it. answer that. I don't want to know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I just, I, I love the wigs. They're another guy. You know, I, I encourage anybody listening, the wigs and the cribs, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, phonetically close. Give them a, give them a listen because you'll, you, you're going to find a couple of gems in there. I think if you like music at all. Yeah, you know? I completely agree. And you know, it was funny because I, again, I was familiar with the wigs, but I was familiar with, um, another one of their albums, not this one. And so I was more familiar with their 2012 album, Enjoy the Company, that's got yeah. um, Waiting and Staying Alive on it. Yeah. So it was fun for me to go back to Mission Control, which was from 2008. 
Um, and I really like the opening of the song, like you said. And um, Parker Gispert's voice is just really cool. You know, this is their second album, and you can really, I feel like you can hear his voice getting better and better, you know, from Mission Control to Enjoy the Company. Yeah. Um, and I love, you know, again, I, I lyrics usually come first for me. And then second is like the appeal of the lead singer's voice. And I just find right. his voice so, so appealing. And um, it's funny that I wrote down the exact same lyric that you do. Mission Control, take his feet. He's tired of where they lead him. Like, it's such a such a great song. And then my second favorite line in there. Tell me if this is one that resonates um, or one that you even heard. Um, I love this line. I'm not exactly sure why, but it's just a beautiful sentiment it says um she sees me wave and she smiles she knows i comprehend her i was like tip to the fellows out there <laughs> that's a great line <laughs> it's a it's such a great track i i i i was on the internet a couple of months ago and and there was people who were youtubing it and, and somebody did do like a piano entry to it you know and, and anytime you can kind of cro- cross over into other instruments and it's still got that same depth is i think is great it's such a great riff these guys were prolific on letterman i think letterman had them on three different three different times i think wow. they did I want to say they did Conan once as well, and they just seemed really good live. And that's one of my missions. I want. I, I, I'm Parker Gisbert's gone off on his own right now as a solo, but I don't know if you know it was COVID or whatever. Um, I do have him in my uh, email in, uh, address box though because I ordered a T-shirt from them. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I ordered a T-shirt from them about a year ago. And he emailed me back. He said, "Hey, we only got this and the, the, we only got the medium and this and the whatever." And I said, "That's perfect." And I saw who it was from. I said, "And by the way, you need to come to Chicago." So right. um, my little my little brush with fame. Uh, but yeah, two thousand yeah two thousand eight. That's crazy. Um, it's but such just, a good. It's such a good song, though. You're right. And, and I love the big build to the end. You know, that's the other thing that's surprising about this song is you think it's over. And in about three minutes, 45 seconds, it goes into this beautiful, like, Layla type moment. Right. You know, like the like the Eric Clapton Layla. Um, it sounds different. But again, that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, it, I, it's weird. Anytime a song, you know, ends and then goes into an instrumental. It's it's a it's a Layla type moment. That's the technical. I don't know if you know that, but that's the technical musical term for it. So (laughs) stuff that you just made up right now. That's technical, Um, but it, and it is such a good build and there's such good musicians. I mean, it really, it's just, it's such a great, uh, 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 great, uh, it's, it's them. That song is pretty much them. such, you know, very sonically good there. Um, yeah, so I, I can't wait if they. Uh, I hope they. I mean, how funny is this? I'm like, boy, I really love this band. Hope they. Hope they stay together because they've been around for like 20 years before I knew who they were. But, right. Um, God bless the Wigs down there, and I think they're residing in good old Nashville, like every other musician. Right. Like everybody, everybody's left Austin because it's too expensive. Yeah. Um. Well, I love both of those songs, and I always think it's funny. Again, I consistently look for the through lines between the songs that we pick because I've said this before, but we don't share our playlist with one another or our song picks with one another until about 24 hours before the show. And you picked um, a band from 
England and I picked a band from England and you picked a band from the South and I picked a band from the South. So I always thought that I thought that that was kind of cool. And then the bands that we chose from England, um, they were about two hours away from one another geographically with Manchester kind of sitting in the middle. So I thought that was kind of funny, too. Like, what an amazing musical corridor that must be to go through that, you know. That uh, the space between, um, I believe it's, is it Wakefield, where Wait. the Cribs are from, and then Southport, where yep. Um, yep. where my second band, or my second song band is from. Um, so we'll get there. But before, let's talk about our southern bands. You chose the Wigs, and I chose a band that I love that's based right here in Austin, Texas. Um, a band called Spoon, uh, and the song is called Do You. Yep, yep. That's a good song. It's a great song. Um, it's, uh, I, I mean, you love the lyrics, and I was laughing about this this morning. I was laughing because it's such a Texas, I mean, you can, t- how do you know they're from Austin? There's a lyric in there. Was it somebody, uh, somebody get Somebody bring popsicles. Somebody do something about this heat. <laughs> is that what you were thinking of? <laughs> is it, is it, does he say it late in October or late in September? Yeah, he says it's late in October <laughs> and there's, to- uh, and it, he's been tossed out on the street. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Texas. Or no, it's late in October. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah it's late, late in October. Yeah, which is not uncommon for Texas, for those of you listening. Um, but yeah, that's a great song. I, I love, love, love Spoon. I really yeah. do. Um, Me too. And I mentioned, you know, Parker Gispert's voice, but one of my favorite all-time voices, you know, there are the classics like Robert Plant, who will always be a favorite voice of mine. You know, Glenn Fry and Don Henley will always be favorite voices of mine. There are a lot, but one that's up there and for sure my top 10 is Britt Daniels. I just love Britt Daniels' voice. I feel like I could listen to him read the phone book. Oh, yeah. nobody knows what a phone book is anymore, though. Young folks, that's how we used to get phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. It was a big, giant book. It was the sure. restoration hardware catalog of its day <laughs> the paper um, the paper version of how do you find people that's so funny exactly and no, so i just I, his voice is great to me and that's what makes spoon so special to me yep yep no they're really good they're they're also um such a good like you know they're you look at the um, i was talking about the wigs and and uh how you could play mission control on different instruments and and obviously I know that anybody can do that, but the versatility of Spoon, because that's a good, it's a really good mellow song, but it's got a nice riff to it. They can do it all. They're, uh, they're a lot of fun. And I like them. It was so funny when you, when you shared with me the bands, we were talking about the connections. I'm like, those are all in my phone. And they, I, they, I, they, all of the bands that you've sent get a regular listen by me, which is, I love. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like Spoon is one of those that um, you can go and you can go pretty deep. You know, they're pretty prolific. I've loved them since Telefono, which was their first album um, released a long time ago. I want to say, oh, I don't even know when Telefono, 96 maybe is when Telefono came out. Um and it's super scaled back compared to, you know, They Want My Soul, which Do You is on the album They Want My Soul, which is their eighth album. And I just, I love that. I love Telefono. I love They Want My Soul. I love Lucifer on the Sofa, which is their brand new album. And just yeah. everything in between. Their sound just keeps evolving. They're not afraid to try new things. And I really like that. I do, too. I do, too. So I was, and it's funny you say that. So, do, so when did Do You, with... uh when did that one come? Is that 2012, 13? Which, do you? Yeah. Do you well, came out in 96. No, I'm sorry. Telefono 96. 2014 is, yeah. 14. Do you is 2014. Yeah. I feel as, as, no, I'm kidding. I, who gives a shit when, the, when these things came out? Can I swear on here, by the way? 
you can just yeah. watch it. I will. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Um, but it, I, 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 again, I like to always put kind of the date markers around uh, uh, the date in the in the, in the where, right? Like when was this made and where did they? Where were they? Where who? Where did they come from? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, great song, so fun. That's a. It is a good album. That's a lot. Good of fun. one. Really good one. Well, and then we rounded out. I've been teasing my British band pick. Um, I picked for our last song today um, a song called Whippin' Piccadilly by Gomez. Oh, yeah. Such so, a good Oh, my gosh. Gomez is a band that I could definitely do a whole show about. And Gomez is a band. Maybe, maybe this is what we should talk about here for the remainder of the show or at least a portion of it. Why isn't Gomez a bigger band? Why didn't? Why do more people not know and love them? Or do you find that they're kind of obscure? Like they're one of those bands where if I say like, "Oh, Gomez," people are like, "Who?" It's it's really funny. I um I don't know the answer to that question. And, and it's and I've <laughs> often thought about that. And I've seen these guys live more than I've seen any band in my in my uh and uh in my music Rolodex. I've seen them four or five times. Uh, I saw um uh. Ben and Ollie do yeah. a two-man show last January, February, here in Chicago. Just wow. a two. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, that's just enough about my street cred. I found out. <laughs> I found who I found Gomez at. This is this will show you how old it is. I was at a Borders bookstore back when you could grab a uh, set of headphones, scan the disc, and listen to <laughs> three or four tracks on it. <laughs> I remember those days, yeah. I mean, I came in there holding my my phone book, you know, because I didn't know how to who to call. But <laughs> I remember scanning, and I and I think I was listening. So, Whippin' Piccadilly is on. Is it on? Is that on, I'm? God, I'm losing it. It's Liquid, on. Bring it on. On. Bring it on. Right. Yeah. I think it was Liquid Skin that I listened to a little bit uh, on that. I remember, and I was like, these guys are good. And since then, they were always in my. I always I bought all their CDs. Well, and my favorite, actually my favorite, favorite Gomez song is on Liquid Skin. But for whatever reason, Whip and Piccadilly was uh, was calling to me for this episode. But um, Rhythm and Blues Alibi is actually my most favorite Gomez song. Um, and I discovered them, actually, when I was um, working at DreamWorks. We were working on a movie called Forces of Nature. And Whip and Piccadilly is on the soundtrack. And so that's how I was first introduced to them. And then, like you said, I heard the song. I was immediately, like, bonkers over them and got my hands on everything I possibly could. And then went to see them live at the Troubadour. And that's what sealed the deal. I mean, they had – I don't know if this is the case. You've seen them more than I have. I only had the pleasure of seeing them that one that one time. But – they had, I don't know, I want to say 10, 12 musicians on the stage. I mean, the, it was just like Instrument City. It was amazing. They get, um, they have, uh, 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 they've had saxophone, they've had trombones, they bring it all. I mean, in Whip and Piccadilly, it's such a fun song. And you're like the beginning, like that echo type. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I show my musical ignorance in terms of instruments here. I don't know what it is, but it's such a funky sound. You're like, what the heck am I listening to? But it's so fun. Um, they're, you know, they do a lot of experiments. and, and But yeah, I've seen them live. Um, and I've seen them with 10 or 12 people total, including themselves on stage. It's crazy. 
Yeah, it it's really it's it's and, and I love the I think the other thing that I really, really love about this band that I think is unique is I love the harmonies between Ian Ball, Paul Blackie Blackburn and Tom Gray. You know, it's it's a band with three singers and four songwriters. You know, it's like you've got so much talent in this band and the way they're able to harmonize and sort of the, you know, that sort of tenor voice comes in. Um, it's just I, I love every time that they do that in a song. I, and I and and it's a it's a device that they use often, and every time I fall for it. Every time I love yep. it, right? And and then they, you know, this is a great. I talk a lot about story songs, right? I love a song that tells a story, and this one's just like it's almost a perfect story song. It even starts out with "Once Upon a Time," you know, and it's just a story about a group of friends messing around one day. And um, I was again, I was like trying to, like I had my interpretation of the song, but wanted to know what the band's interpretation was and it turns out um they were all on their way to a beck concert when beck was touring for odelay the odelay album which is one of my top 10 albums also um and they were um so the line that says um uh dressed in a suit looking like a lunatic they're referring to beck like when they finally got to the concert that's what he was wearing and so um I love that, and I think the the other, the final perhaps thing that I love about the song is I love a repeated refrain that changes, and so I love that they talk about there's not enough hours in our day, then they go into there's not enough hours in our trip, and then they go into there's not enough hours in our life, and I'm like, yep, you did it again, Gomez, almost a perfect song. <laughs> and so, so and, and once upon a time... Um, not too long ago on a day out in Manchester. So they went from, yep. if they're, if, if, and again, we're doing the geography. They went from their little town in South, in, in uh, uh, I said, I'm going to say St- Southport. It's not Southport. What is it? Stockport? Stockport. Yeah. It's, so that's no, your, Southport. So you go into Manchester and you're at Piccadilly Station. Piccadilly's a ma- massive train depot. Uh, it's, yep. it's the biggest outside of London. Manchester as a city is very, very interesting. Because if you go to London in a day and then Manchester, you're, you'll you'll be convinced you're not in the same country. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a, it's it, true. You know, grittier or uh, uh, kind of more raw than the, than the passion. So it, I always get a kick out of that song. Um, yeah. Makes me think about that. So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's right. There's was, was a Beck concert. Yeah, they they went to Sheffield to see Beck. That's uh, that's the story. Well, I'm so glad that you took the time to join me for the show, Brian. Thank you so much for telling us what you're listening to this week. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and listening to me to me uh, and my and my opinions about music. It's been so much fun. Let's do it again. It's- Let's do it again for sure. And for our listeners, if you'd like to listen to the Mentor Monday podcast with Brian and his co-host, Charlie Guild, search Apple Podcasts for Mentor Monday and discover the power of mentors through the inspiring stories they share. And please join me again next week to find your new favorite song.